0: Hello, and welcome back to the Slow Growth Podcast. This episode is called Everything is a Relationship. The previous episode was about how there's no such thing as selfish and selfless. The reason, in short, is that everything is a relationship, and actions either serve or harm both related sides. Either we're strengthening a relationship, and enlivening both ourselves and others, or we're weakening a relationship and draining both ourselves and others. But let's get more into this topic of everything being a relationship, starting with the human-to-humankind, which sets the scene. My aliveness, engagement with life, or motivation to grow, and gratitude for simply being alive, yes, that aliveness... My aliveness influences everyone I'm connected to. If I'm spending my days drained of aliveness, I am suffering. Who else suffers? Anyone close to me because they don't get to experience my energized, generous side. But also anyone on the receiving end of my work. If I'm not feeling alive, I won't be producing anything of great value for long. It's unsustainable. Everyone sharing a system with me, anyone whose living process is connected to my living process, suffers eventually when I am cut off from my aliveness. Vice versa, the quality of my relationships influences my aliveness. If I'm involved in relationships or communities that are suffering and not taking action to reduce their suffering, I will suffer. In the positive version, energy and decision-making is passed back and forth, charging the aliveness of both sides. If we are sensitive to our own aliveness, prioritizing doing things and being with people who make us happy to be living, then our energy will inevitably flow into all systems we're involved with. By the way, this doesn't mean never doing things that we don't enjoy, It just means keeping in mind that doing things we don't enjoy requires energy, and that energy comes from having done things that we do enjoy. Another way to put it is, the myth that plagues so many modern humans about suffering through some high-paying but soul-crushing job for a few years so they can enjoy the rest of their years is in most cases not going to work out, Unless the suffering job comes with so much money that they can afford to spend an equal or even longer amount of time undoing not only the compounded physical and psychological harm from the job, but also the destructive lifestyle and relational habits they'll have adopted to numb themselves through the excruciation. And the numbed suffering is likely to spread outward. So they'll have to pay a price to rehabilitate their relationships as well. Suffering creates more suffering. On the other hand, aliveness creates more aliveness. If I don't sacrifice my aliveness now for the fantasy of better aliveness later, then people close to me will be uplifted. And because work is a product of energy, the people who depend on my work will benefit too. Even if the work itself doesn't help me find my full aliveness, if I'm feeling alive on the regular, it's spreading through my entire system, my body, my work, my relationships, my communities. Now let's take this win-win-slash-lose-lose dynamic of human relationships to the more global point of this episode. Everything is a relationship. You have relationships with other people and with communities, but you also have relationships with abstract ideas, with inanimate objects, like your phone, and with constituent parts of yourself. Do you like to read books? Part of you has a relationship to getting and reading books. That part of you has a relationship to the part of you that loves to travel. Those both have relationships to the part of you that's scared of going to the dentist, which of course has a relationship with the part of you that believes you should go every six months and is scared of your teeth falling out. Now pay very close attention because I'm about to get to the point. Every relationship you're involved in has the potential to increase or decrease your total aliveness based on how it affects all your other relationships. Some relationships you have are enlivening, and they support all your other relationships by making you better at relating, and by increasing your energy for relating. Some relationships you have are the opposite. They drain your other relationships by making you more confused at how to relate in a balanced way, and by decreasing your energy available for relating in general. Relating is a complicated action. Relating generates aliveness the way magnets generate electricity. If you take two magnets and just hold them near each other, they will not be electrically charged. They create electricity only when they are moving past one another. They have to go back and forth, getting closer until they rub right up against each other and slide past each other so they can do it again. Aliveness is living electricity from living magnets relating to each other. Two living beings successfully relate to each other by cyclically moving toward and away from each other, balancing closeness with separateness. Successful relating creates sustainable relationships, which generate sustaining aliveness. Of course, not all relating is successful, Any relationship in which the two people never move toward each other, i.e. they never agree or show appreciation for the other person, does not create aliveness. A relationship in which the two people never move away from each other, like by disagreeing or expressing desire for the other person to change, also does not create aliveness. There can also be relationships with cycles of too much closeness, which causes very painful conflict, followed by too much separateness, which causes equally painful loneliness. People often experience these types of relationships with parents or siblings. Only when a relationship is dynamic and balanced, when both parties move toward and away from each other in gentle waves, does the relationship generate aliveness sustainably. You get closer, having more experiences together, and slightly increasing levels of honest sharing with each other, but not so much, so there are not a lot of conflicts, and the conflicts that do arise are less heated. Then you wait, see what comes up. Allow each person to be themselves, take a little time apart, or share a bit less without stress gentle waves. We can build aliveness by getting better at relating, getting better at reading the energy of our relationships and making decisions, words, and actions to balance closeness and separateness. Of each of your relationships, you can ask, is this relationship helping me get better at relating? Is it giving me practice balancing closeness and separateness? Is it giving me courage to be honest about my needs and more generous to others? Or is it out of balance, painful from too much closeness and then too much separateness, causing me to shrink, cut parts of myself off from each other and my whole self off from other people? For the ones that are making you better at relating, put more energy in and focus more on them. Slowly but steadily work to increase closeness in those relationships. Slowly but steadily. For the other ones, find ways to decrease your effort going into the relationship. Increase the separateness until you find a sweet spot in which the relationship doesn't have as much influence on your energy and emotions. This will make it more sustainable. Your other relationships, the ones that you've been putting more effort into, will yield more aliveness that will spread to all of your relationships. And all of your relationships is what you are.